0: welcome to sleep cues the everything baby sleep podcast i'm erin pediatric sleep consultant and founder of the happy sleep company from catnaps to night wakes and regressions to teething we cover all things baby sleep with a passion for children's sleep we're here to help tired families get healthy rest Hi everybody, welcome back to Sleep Cues. I was having a conversation with a mom yesterday and she was telling me that her baby naps amazingly during the day and has really long naps and does pretty well during the night but always wakes up really early, like 5 a.m. every day to start his day. And I said, well, you know, maybe he doesn't have enough sleep pressure. And she said, what does that mean? So I thought this is a good topic for Sleep Cues, for the podcast, because I use the term sleep pressure a lot. Sleep consultants in general use the term sleep sleep pressure a lot. You'll read it in articles or hear it in videos when you're researching about your baby's sleep. And sometimes we forget that it's not a totally common term. And maybe parents don't understand what we mean when we say sleep pressure. And it's important to understand what that means in order to be able to apply it properly to your child's sleep schedule. So today's episode is going to go through sleep pressure, what it means, how you can ensure your child has enough sleep pressure and what can happen if your baby doesn't have enough or is overtired so let's get into it let's talk about sleep pressure first of all what do we mean when we say it what we mean is the literal pressure that is on your baby to go to sleep at sleep time and if there is enough of it because we have done the things to give them enough of that sleep pressure then they generally go to sleep more easily if there is not enough sleep pressure then it can make it very difficult for your child to fall asleep there's not enough pressure on their little tired bodies or not tired enough bodies to go to sleep so it's that pressure on your little one to fall asleep more easily so how do we create sleep pressure is probably the bigger question How we create sleep pressure is making sure that we keep your little one up for an age-appropriate amount of time. So we'll talk about awake times. Also making sure that your baby isn't having so much daytime sleep that it's actually negatively affecting their nights. So a lot of times when parents come to us, their issue is that their baby just doesn't sleep well at all. They only take short naps. They wake up lots during the night. Not having enough sleep pressure is probably not an issue for that child. But as I said in the example that I spoke about at the beginning of this episode, if a child has too much daytime sleep, then it can mean that they don't have enough sleep pressure left for their night to get all the way through the night and sleep later into the next morning. So that's why it's important to think about the proper awake times for your child and making sure They're long enough to provide enough sleep pressure, but they're not so long that your baby is getting overtired and cranky. So let's talk about awake times to explain that a little bit more. Awake time is the amount of time your baby can be awake before they start to get overtired. The amount of time they should be awake before you should be putting them down for their next sleep so that they're not overtired, because of course we want to avoid overtiredness because overtiredness can cause difficulties going down for naps, short naps, difficulties going down for bedtime, night wakeups. So we definitely want to make sure that your baby is not overtired going down for sleep. But what if your baby's not tired enough? That's where we start to talk about sleep pressure and making sure that there's enough sleep pressure on baby to go to sleep. Generally, I would suggest that a nine-month-old can handle around two and a half hours of awake time before their first nap, maybe even a little bit more. So if I'm talking to a parent who tells me that their nine-month-old only has about an hour and a half to two hours of awake time before mom or dad puts that baby down for their first nap, I'm going to tell that parent, I don't think your baby's tired enough. I don't think he has enough sleep pressure to go to sleep well for that first nap. And that's why you're finding he won't fall asleep for it or he'll fall asleep, but he'll only have a short nap. So often you hear us sleep consultants talking about how if your baby's overtired, it could cause short naps. But if your baby's not tired enough, if your baby doesn't have enough sleep pressure, that can also cause a short nap. So that's something to keep in mind. Getting those awake times just right can be kind of a pain in the butt, but it can be so helpful in finding that sweet spot and making sure your baby is not overtired, but is just tired enough to go down for their sleeps. So we want to make sure that your baby's up for enough time that they're tired enough to go down for their sleep. So you can head to thehappysleepcompany.com and check out our blog, or go to the Happy Sleep Company on Instagram and check out our posts on age-appropriate awake times. And that's going to walk you through the right awake times for your baby at each individual age and help you decide when to put your baby down. So again, they're not overtired, but they have enough sleep pressure. The next thing we wanna talk about in terms of awake time is what that means. That means from the time your baby wakes up until the time you place them in their crib for their next sleep. So a lot of parents will ask me, does that include their 10 minute nap time routine? Yes, it absolutely does. Factor that in. Because especially for little infants, four months old, six months old, even eight, nine, 10 month olds, they are really temperamental when it comes to their sweet spot for putting them down for their rest. And if you miss that sweet spot by 10 or 15 minutes, it can make a really big difference in how easily your child goes down. So we really want to make sure we get it just right. And that means if you have a 10 minute nap time routine, you include that in your child's awake time. So if your five month old can handle two hours of awake time before they start getting over tired, you want to include their little 10 minute nap time routine in that two hour awake time and put them in their crib at the end of that two hour awake time. Once again, that's going to ensure that they are not overtired, but that they have enough sleep pressure and are tired enough to go down for sleep. We also want to think about not just naps, but the night times and the mornings. And this is what I alluded to at the beginning of this episode. So if your baby has tons and tons of daytime naps and really, really long daytime naps, but you're finding that their overnight sleep is disrupted and they always wake up really early to start the day, it could be that they don't have enough sleep pressure on their night. If your child gets a ton of his total sleep needs met in the daytime, there might not be enough sleep pressure left for the nighttime for him to get through to the morning. So if your baby has these really big, long, great naps, but is constantly waking up at 5 a.m., One of the culprits could be that he's met his daily sleep needs by 5am because he had so much sleep during the day before that. And then he slept through the night. Now it's five o'clock in the morning and there isn't any sleep pressure left on his body. So you may need to consider at certain ages or depending on your child and how they're napping during the day, capping some of those naps a little bit shorter. If you're finding that they are probably disrupting your child's nighttime sleep or causing those early morning wake-ups. A really common age that I start to see this happen at is around the five to seven month mark, where maybe we've started to sort sleep out. Maybe your baby has started to sleep better. Maybe your baby has started to take big long naps but we're in this tricky stage where if your baby is six months old and has three huge naps in the day, they don't have enough sleep pressure left on the night. That is a good example of an age where you may need to cap each nap a little bit shorter to keep a good three nap schedule, but make sure there's enough sleep pressure on the night. And if you check out our four to eight month sleep guide, you're going to find a lot of information about specific scheduling issues that can be helpful at that age ideas around capping naps age-appropriate awake times and sample schedules in that guide because that can be a bit of a tricky age again around the 11 12 month mark a lot of children are in a stage where they still need two naps, but if they have two really long naps, then their overnight can start to get affected because they're having so much daytime sleep that it's actually taking away from the sleep they're able to achieve at night. So that might also be an age where you need to start to cap the daytime naps a little bit shorter to preserve enough sleep pressure for the night. I wanna take a moment to tell you about Nanobaby a company dedicated to creating amazing products that will guide you through your baby's feeding journey. Because really, if there's one thing as parents that's just as important and often just as daunting as baby's sleep, it's feeding our babies. Dedicated first and foremost to baby's health, the NanoBaby team joined forces with a team of pediatricians, lactation consultants, and biomedical engineers with a vision to be parents' first choice in baby care. They continuously design new technology that supports the special bonding moments that feeding time creates between us and our little ones. The NanoBaby product line includes the first-ever nutrient-preserving baby bottles, the most advanced silicone baby bottles on the market, innovative breast milk storage, stylish travel essentials, and more. Their sleek and modern ecosystem is a game-changer, with designs that make nutritional feeding and travel with little ones an absolute breeze, without sacrificing on style or convenience. Check out nanobaby.com and nanobaby.ca today, and enter code HAPPYSLEEP for 20% off any of their products until June 30th, 2021. And the other thing I want to talk about around sleep pressure is the activities that you do in the day. A lot of parents will ask me, do the activities that I do with my child in the day affect their sleep? If I don't do enough with my child in terms of physical activity or stimulating them, can it mean that there's not enough sleep pressure for them to go down for sleep? Conversely, if I do too much, if I'm outside all day running around with my child, stimulating them immensely, is that going to cause them to be overly stimulated and then overtired and cranky and not go down as well for their naps or for their night? And absolutely, activities can affect your child's sleep, but don't stress about it too much. Usually when your child is in the infant stage, it really is more about the amount of awake time they have than the precise things that you do during that awake time. So don't stress about it too much, but I will say that it can make a difference and it's something to keep in mind if you are struggling with your child's sleep that what you do in their awake time might be making a difference if your child is very very stimulated constantly during their awake time and they get no quiet downtime during that awake time they're constantly surrounded by different people different faces being passed around among different people and there's never really a break that could mean that your child is pretty overly stimulated by the time their nap rolls around and in that case you may want to extend your nap time routine just a little bit by five or 10 minutes and take your child away from the chaos for a little bit longer and give them a little more of a wind down time on their own with you in the quiet so they can wind down a little better for their nap. The other situation is if your child spends a lot of their awake time in a situation like a swing, a stroller, the car seat, a carrier, those are all great devices and necessary devices for us as parents to get things done get out for fresh air, go grocery shopping, all the things we need to do. But if you are finding that your child spends a lot of time in a swing, a stroller, a carrier, the car in their awake time, and then they are also having a very difficult time going down for their nap, it may very well be that they are getting kind of drowsy and very lulled in these types of devices constantly during their awake time, and it's taking away from the sleep pressure at nap time. And by the time nap time or bedtime rolls around, they don't have enough sleep pressure because they sort of dozed here and there and were very lulled during their entire awake time in those devices. So it's something to keep in mind. Again, of course, we're going to use our strollers, our swings, our carriers, the car seat, to get things done and get around and visit people. But we do want to keep in mind that doing that too much, doing that in every awake period, could really take away from our child's sleep pressure. So we do wanna make sure they have some stimulation and some activity in their awake period to enhance that sleep pressure by the time sleep time rolls around. So that's a synopsis of sleep pressure. I hope it's helpful. I hope that definition helps you to determine in your mind what's right for your own individual child when it comes to their sleep pressure and what they need to go down more easily. If you have any questions about it, you can always feel free to DM me on Instagram at the Happy Sleep Company. Go online, check out the website, email us. We can include questions in the next Q&A episode of the podcast and I will always get back to you with any answers to your questions if you have them. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to Sleep Cues, the Everything Baby Sleep Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with a mom or dad who might need some rest. Connect with us on Instagram at The Happy Sleep Company, and check out our website, thehappysleepcompany.com, for loads of blogs, sleep guides, and information about how we work with families one-on-one to get sleep on track.